Blog Talk Radio. This is Pat Solver with the Doctor Ways In, and we have a really interesting podcast today. I have with me Dan Fronsack. Did I say it right, Dan? You got it right, Pat. Nice to join you. Okay, great. So he's, uh, I actually met Dan at Health 2.0. I sat next to him at lunch, and he started telling me what he was doing, and it was so fascinating. I said, uh, you need to come and help uh, our listeners understand what you're up to. He's the co-founder and president of a company called Healthy Roster. And Healthy Roster describes itself, or Dan describes Healthy Roster on their website as an engagement platform for the management of sports injuries. But, Dan, put some uh, meat on the bones. What, what does that mean? What, what are you up to? Yeah, thanks, Pat, again for having me. So, basically, Healthy Roster is virtual athletic training um, and injury tracking for sports medicine. So let's do a real case scenario so you can get an understand, uh, understanding, better understanding of what we're doing. So basically what it is, it's a mobile application that allows athletic trainers who you normally find on the side of the field or uh, on the court at any given sporting event, um, working with the athletes who get hurt and if they're children, the parents of those athletes. So what Healthy Roster does is really streamline that communication process, making it easier for everyone to communicate around that injury, making sure that child or that athlete gets the attention they need in a timely manner. They can do so by texting back and forth through the system, uh, calling, video chatting, sharing, uh, sharing forms, and everybody can be included in on this communication channel, i.e. the doctor, the athletic trainers, that parent, the coach, the AD, it's all HIPAA compliant, um, and there are security measures throughout, and that's the most important thing. So instead of texting back and forth or calling or even going to the emergency room, you're not sure what to do or where to go, this allows you to communicate in a secure environment with the utmost uh, up-to-date technology available. So it sounds really cool, and um, and I could see that people would like to use that, but what was the specific problem you were trying to solve when you developed this platform. Why did we need it as opposed to the way we were doing things in the past? Great question, Pat. So my background is in sports. I used to cover sports on television, believe it or not. Um, I was a sports anchor, and I went to plenty of sporting events, and what I saw was uh, concern across the board over concussions and other serious injuries for some of these athletes. And I thought in my head, well, what can I do Um, to help out. I had a little bit of background in technology, and I just knew that there was a problem. So what I found was is that there was a lack of athletic trainers on the field for these athletes, specifically at the high school and below levels of athletics. So what do those kids do? What do those parents do when something happens? What, what, What avenue do they go down when they need somebody to talk to from a medical standpoint? This allows them to have that connection piece. So what I did was I went to all the different healthcare organizations around the country. Um, in, in California, uh, think of a Stanford Children's as one of the, those customers. Um, and what we do is we just go to those people. They have an existing sports medicine um, group that they have inside their health system, their hospital. We work with them, and then they provide this technology for the, the, the teams that they work with. 
the high schools, the youth leagues, uh, the bike clubs, the gymnastics teams. Think of all those different clubs and think of all the athletes and parents and coaches who fall underneath that umbrella. Healthy roster brings everybody together so that when an injury does occur, there's no doubt of where to go. It's in your back pocket. It's peace of mind. We've got this here. We can talk to somebody free. That's an important measure, too. It's a free application for parents um, and coaches to use so that they can talk to that health care provider. So let's let's hone in on concussions because I know that one of the issues uh, with concussions has been that the athletic trainers um, in the past didn't always use standardized ways of evaluating the athlete who was injured, and I'm, let's let's stick with you know uh, high school and, and junior high age kids um, who are you know in pretty competitive sports. So so there was kind of an inconsistency about what the episode actually was. If I'm the athletic trainer and I'm at my you know high school and a kid gets you know, I, I, we could talk about a header in 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 soccer. Sure. I think that's one of the major problems for girls uh, when they really and both of my granddaughters are soccer players, and girls, uh, you know, get a lot of concussions in in soccer. What would happen? Did a header kind of knock to the ground? A little confused when you get there. How how does this help the athletic trainer decide whether I can get up and go back into the game or whether you need to pull me to the sideline for a while or even pull me out of the game altogether? So it doesn't help in um, the form of, well, do, does this work, does, do you need to go back in or do you not? The whole point is giving access to that athletic trainer to make that decision because they do have the ability to do so. Now, our app will give you the tools to do a proper documentation when it comes to a concussion or any injury for that matter. But where it goes the next level is what happens when there's no athletic trainer around? and you think there is a concussion, or you're just not sure what to do. And there are so many You mean it's just the coach instances. or just the parent yeah. trying to make that decision? Yeah, so let's take your granddaughter, for example, Pat, okay? You get home um, with your granddaughter. She's complaining of a head injury that, that was sustained during that soccer game. You're trying to get food on the table. It's called the dinner dilemma. Um, you're trying to get the food on the table. She needs to take a shower, do her homework, but you're just not sure what to do. Should you take her to the ER, or is there somebody you can talk to? All right, that's where Healthy Roster comes in. You're, you yourself as a grandparent or the guardian, whoever that person is that's in charge of that child, could use the Healthy Roster app at that point, open it up, and either do one of two things, enter an injury that will then prompt somebody at the sports medicine staff at Stanford or wherever you are to communicate back and forth with you, or you can get immediate access by hitting talk to an athletic trainer right now. And what happens then is think FaceTime, basically. It's a video chat back and forth that allows you to talk with that healthcare provider on the other side. So that healthcare provider will then answer the phone on the app and say, how can we help you? Boy, this sounds like a concussion. We either need to see you or we can try and do somewhat of an evaluation over the phone via telemedicine right now, basically is how it And who work. are so, those clinicians? Are they, on, are they on healthy roster staff? Are they on, um, let's say I'm, uh, I'm at Stanford. Are they on Stanford staff? Who, who are they? Great question, Pat. They're on Stanford staff, and that's why it's so important for me um, in my business to make those relationships first with those healthcare institutions because they're the ones on the other side um, working with these people when they get injured. And they put a whole bunch of medical professionals on there 
And the technology that I've built allows to have a waterfall system in there so that if uh, one athletic trainer is not available, it can bounce to the next one and so on and so forth until somebody um, picks it up and has that communication with the injured parent or injured athlete at that point. And how does the money flow? Because uh, as I'm thinking about this, um, absent healthy roster, uh, I wouldn't have anybody to talk to, and I would go to the ER and I'd get a bill, right? And if I'm insured, my insurance would pay for it. Um, but we're talking about taking the time of the athletic trainers and, and uh, perhaps a physician intervenes if it's more complicated. Um, how are they getting paid? Do, do, do I, the parent, get a bill, or is that built into how you sell healthy roster? Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, exactly what your business model is. Sure. No problem, Pat. So what's important for me is this was kind of twofold. My, my number one goal when starting this company was to keep kids active and healthy. I have two kids who are right in that same age group, it sounds like, as some of your, uh, your grandkids, and that was important to me. Keep them active, keep them healthy. And then number two was to make the jobs of the athletic trainers easier so that they could do better business and do their jobs better. The kids would be affected by that. So by going to the healthcare providers from a business standpoint, they pay me to use my technology, to use the system. And the reason they do that, Pat, is because uh, 70% of the time, if they have that first interaction with that injured athlete, they're going to garner that person as a patient inside their system. So that's why they do a lot of this outreach to the communities. Um, it's goodwill. They want, to, they want to obviously be there for your community so it looks good, so there's a lot of uh, goodwill PR uh, that's going on there. But also, uh, when it comes down to business, they want to make sure that you're going to their healthcare system when you need them, um, and that's, that's kind of the, the business model. Sell to the healthcare system. So they pay healthcare you system. to have the Yep. They pay you to have the system. Let's stick with the Stanford model. So I'm assuming this is sure. Stanford sports medicine. They pay you to have your system, and then they provide people to, to allow me as a, as a parent or grandparent to interact with them. I don't pay anything as, as a parent right. or grandparent. They don't get any money for that interaction, but it's more than made up for because now that I've had that interaction with them and I like them and I like their advice and they probably said something like, well, I'll meet you in the ER or why don't you come to my office right now? So they ended up getting a new customer for the full evaluation and that makes it worthwhile to them. Exactly. So think of it from that parent's perspective or you that as a grandparent with that dinner dilemma we talked about. You're in that situation where you're just not sure what to do. I know I've been there with my kids. I didn't know what to do at one time when my child got hit in the head. Thank goodness she didn't end up having a concussion, but I didn't know what to do. So that comfort that, that this technology provides is such goodwill on the healthcare space, and I think that's why it's taken off so much, Pat, to be honest with you, across the country in such a short period of time because it's just really a new way of doing business more effectively from a sports medicine side and most importantly, it's helping so many kids as a result of it that wouldn't have had the attention that they uh, that they, they wouldn't have gotten the attention before, and now they are. And I'm going to get back to that in a second because that brings up an interesting question. But so you have all this documentation, and it's all being stored in a HIPAA compatible way. Um, if I'm the doc at the sports medicine clinic, and I'm going to see the kid that you know got maybe had a concussion. Um, do I have to continue working off your app, or does it actually 
you know, the problem with docs is we, we want to work off of one system. So we're most likely going to want to work off of our electronic health record. Does your system integrate with electronic health records or do I have to stop and pull up my phone and look at your app? Two things there. Number one, we are the uh, only kind of system out there that does do integration. So currently uh, in 2017 here, we're working with uh, an electronic uh, health record called Athena, and then we're going to be working with Epic in the beginning of 2018 here. Um, but we have the capabilities and um, the developers to integrate with those customers. So this was our second year of business that we're doing right now, so we, uh, that, that's the next step. That's the next evolution path um, for our company is to start to do some of these integrations. So in other words... Well, that's fantastic. If you start with Athena yeah. and go to Epic, you, yeah. you, you, you've got two big ones under your belt. Yeah, yeah. So now we can push that information. So all the individual treatments and soap notes that are important from a medical standpoint, not to get too... Um, medically, uh, medical as far as the terminology is concerned, but then the documents and the status updates, that can all get then pushed then to the doctor through Healthy Roster. Not that they couldn't use it. Uh, the athletic trainers still are using this system as their own sports medicine-specific EHR, um, and they do so. But now with these integrations, that will make it more possible for them to push that information so that uh, information is available for the doc upon visit. So that uh, I'm going to come back to the question that uh, was raised in my mind before when we were talking, which is, so how does all of this actually affect outcomes? Do you have any um, data or are you collecting data and will eventually be able to say, um, you know, systems who use healthy roster have better clinical outcomes than systems that don't? What do you measure to document um, that your platform brings value beyond the fact that these docs may get new patients? Yeah, for me, um, and if we end up getting clinical data like that, that's phenomenal. Um, and I think we'll be aiming for that in the future. But for right now, it's more about just communication and making sure that I increase that. Because as I look at the landscape of sports medicine in general, to me, that was the biggest thing that was lacking. There's plenty of good people out there that are doing good work, but it's just a matter of making sure that everybody's talking together. Like, what, why was that not happening? And there was a lot of reasons why, and one of the main reasons why is because it just there was no channel for everybody to do so. Now, when it comes to some of that clinical data, we are starting to have some of our doctors utilize this from a research perspective to talk about what kind of injuries are happening, where they're happening, i.e., what kind of field they're on. Is it turf? Is it not turf? What were the weather elements? All these uh, pieces can be tracked inside our system and can be customized so that research can be done off of that. So while we don't have data right now in our second year, I think it's going to be a big push moving forward for some of our existing customers and beyond be able to gather this data and pull research based on that. So if we saw major concussions happening in girls' soccer, okay, when did that happen? What was the age group? Um, how effectively was that communicated? Did that have any result as to them having a second, a second concussion? You know, what was the distance between those two concussions? I think that will all come to fruition as a result, but that will just take some time. Yeah, I, I think that's extremely important. Um, I was talking to my one of my granddaughters that plays a lot of soccer this week, and um, they she she was actually telling me that she's now moved into the age where they allow headers. They didn't allow them, you know, in, in, last year, but now 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 she can have it. Um, but I don't know if there's any basis for saying, well, it's okay when you're when you're 
12, but it wasn't okay when you're 11. Is there any science behind that? Those are the kinds of questions that it seems to me if your athletic trainers you know, really do enter a lot of that data, and you make it easy for them by asking the questions, and they just have to click on a box that could really – uh, help us understand better what the risks are for these kids. Um, you know, and there's, You're right. it, it, yeah, there's also all this stuff with kids who, um, and I can't remember which, which sport it was, but that they get a lot of uh, ACL injuries. Okay, so people say, okay, you got an ACL injury, you go, you get it repaired, but it turns out they end up with arthritis in later life, and, and, and that kind of stuff hasn't been um, – I don't think documented in kids is, is as well as well as it should to help parents and athletes or kids who aren't athletes make a decision about which sport, um, what what are the risks, you know, is it worth doing, and 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 also the whole digital health community that's trying to figure out what are the kinds of devices that we can develop to to make the sports safer. So how do we how do we do that? The the key for my in my opinion is is we just have to make sure that we're gathering that data properly and in a timely fashion so it's top of mind. And the only way to do that, in my mind, is to apply better technology for the people who are in the front lines. And those are the athletic trainers, in my opinion. So if we give them the tools that they need to do their job more effectively and to gather that information in a more timely manner, then we're all going to benefit as a result of that as a society who supports athletics um, to get that information in a more timely manner and utilize that data in whatever form we can. I'm not a doctor myself, as I mentioned. I'm, I was in television, <laughs> so this is new to me, this technology side. But I am a parent, and I took that perspective when we were building this company. I want to be the person um, who, uh, you know, I want the, my child to be the center of attention, and I'll build the things around my child, i.e. the coach, the parent, the athletic trainer, uh, the doctor. I'll build tools for them so that they can take care of my child in a more, in a more effective manner. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I'm pushing you a little bit because I, I, I think there's, there's an incredible potential. You're only in year two, so I'm asking you questions that I would ordinarily ask a company that's you know, much older uh, you know, around this whole research thing. Uh, but it seems to me that if you were able to, and I know if, if you're only two years old, you don't have infinite resources, right? You're in startup. That's exactly right. But um, to be able to form a relationship with, uh, you know, an, a sports researchers who could start to, you know, even um, evaluate, you know, how you've developed your data collection so that the you know, the key topics are really, you know, the, the, the fields for the athletic trainers and other people to enter, um, you'll end up having the data that you need. Um, it, I've, I've seen it in, in other companies. As a matter of fact, two companies in digital health that come to mind that were really successful, even though a lot of digital health companies, as you know, haven't been successful. And these are these are more focused on clinical issues like diabetes and, and so forth. But both of these companies um, ended up collecting data and doing research on the impact of their system right from the beginning. And it was hugely important, um, not, not just to add to the research literature, it also became very important in the sales cycle. So I could imagine that if you could go to Stanford and say, not only am I going to increase 
you know, communication between all of these different stakeholders, but we're going to collect data, which is going to allow your clinicians and affiliated athletic trainers and rehab people to learn from the data and do a better job. It would really be phenomenal. Yeah, no doubt about that. And what I found is kind of everybody's different on the information they want to gather. So for me, the most important thing I can do is give the ability for them to add custom um, type of um, data fields so that they can gather that because everybody's different from California to New York and all the way in between. Um, everybody's doing it a little bit differently, um, but we all have the same goal in mind. So that's what's most important in my mind. Well, so I thought I'd um, I'd wrap up here, uh, Dan, by asking you, um, so you're only two years old. Is that two years since your product rolled out or two years since you mm-hmm. cooked up the idea and turned it into a company? <laughs> That's a good question. So um, I came up with the idea about two years ago. So we've been on the market for about a year and a half. So oh we have, uh, yeah. So we have about eighty-three customers, eighty-four today, um, and we are in thirty-three states now. Thank you, thank you, and we're in thirty-three states. So growing fast. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and that's the key for me is if we really want to do good work, we have to continue to grow as a business so that we can sustain this business and then really make some impact inside the medical space when it comes to sports medicine. And are you um, self-funded? Do you have investors? Are you making enough money to pay your way now? What's kind of the status of your overall business? Yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, what can or can't be said in that, in that realm, but we, we are funded. Um, so we do have people who have funded this company, but um, we are getting very close to sustainability. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic. So um, what's um, what's the next thing you're going to add? You're just going to focus on growing the business, or do you have some innovations that you have in mind that you're going to roll out? Yeah, so we started with the parent and with the uh, athletic trainer, um, but now we're moving up into the orthopedic space. Um, so we're providing some functionality that's um, really cool from a direct messaging standpoint. Um, there's a technology out there that I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar with. It's called like Slack. Slack is the name of the company. And it allows you to have multiple messages with different channels. So this is going to allow providers to have communication between each other, doctors and um, third-party providers and what have you that can all be on the same system uh, interacting uh, making communication easier. And we're going to start there with the orthopedic uh, space. It's kind of the natural progression for us. Child gets hurt. Uh, most of those injuries are orthopedic related. Uh, so we're going to work with the orthopedic doctors and then work our way into physical therapy, which is the next step. So we're trying to uh, work with the most populated areas of injuries for kids based on research other people have done for us, which is nice, and kind of work our way through there and add functionality throughout in addition to working with the different EHRs on the market to make sure that we can interact with them and make sure that they can, their doctors can have our information. Well, it sounds great. Um, I want to congratulate you. This is really you've accomplished a lot in a very short period of time. So if our listeners want to learn more about you, where should they go? What's your URL for your website? Thanks, Pat. It's www.healthyroster.com. Again, that's www.healthyroster.com. It is a B2B2C uh, type of business, which means I sell to a business and then they give it to the consumer. So it does, it is imperative that the healthcare institutions in your area um, purchase the product from me in order to be utilized by the teams that you may be affiliated with. So if there is interest there, 
please reach out to your uh, hospitals and your ortho orthopedic clinics in your area and um, ask them if they'd be willing to bring on a healthy roster. Okay. Well, fantastic. So, Dan, thank you very much for joining us. And, again, congratulations on all that you've accomplished. And I hope one day that I'm going to read a bunch of research papers powered by Healthy Roster. <laughs> that sounds great, Pat. Thanks for your time today, and uh, let's talk again soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.